welcome to the Sharing What's Good podcast. I'm your host, Kim Spears. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Andre Ganane. I wanted the audience to meet you because your love for children is infectious, Andre. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kim. Nice to be here. Wonderful. Well, Andre, tell us about the day you planned your son's birthday party and you wanted to do something fun and creative for him and his friends. It was my son's 10th birthday party, and he had, for the very first time, decided that he wanted to have a birthday party at our home. And we'd always had, you know, destination parties. Uh, as I thought about all of the kids coming to my home, I wanted to find something. There were 13 kids coming, and I was just looking for an activity that would keep them busy. If you went to like a skating rink for a party, at least the skating activity gave them something to do, you know, to keep them tied. I was reading ideas, and one of them, you know, talked about telling the kids a story. And I couldn't find anything that just hit the, the spot. So I decided to create my own story. It was one that I thought that would resonate with my son. I didn't really tell him the book was or the, the story was about him. But when I started to read it, he heard himself in the story. So he was certainly <laughs> the inspiration behind it. You know, as a boy, always into something. And I would say, Kai, be careful so you don't hurt yourself. And he would say, Mom, I'm not going to hurt myself. You just worry about everything. Mm -hmm. And so that became, you know, the theme of the book. <laughs> And, uh, and as I read it to the kids, it captured their attention because they get to touch and feel different objects in that particular book. And there are things that you use, like rather than you talk about eyes and the things that they feel, they reach into a bowl and it's like, oh, my goodness, those are really eyes as we're talking about eyes and things. So uh, but that's how I came up with the idea. I was just looking for a fun activity that would capture their attention and hold it. And uh, and it certainly did that. Well, did you have any aspirations to be an author before this? You know, Kim, I had, I did not. I had, I loved to read and had never, and I was always fascinated by authors. I would read a book and I'd be like, oh my goodness, this person's imagination. How do they come up with the story and, you know, carry it, you know, with all these different characters and everything. And as much as I loved, you know, that about reading, I never envisioned myself as being an author ever. When I wrote this little story, I did not intend initially for it to be a book. Uh, I, it was just an activity. But the uh, parents would, you know, after the party, parents were asking me, what's the name of that book that you read? I'd like to get that for my kids. And I was saying, oh, it wasn't a book. That's just a little story that I wrote. And then as I started to think about it, I was like, oh, my goodness, that really could have been a book. Mm -hmm. And actually, my best friend was at the party and she heard someone ask me that one day. And she was like, what do you mean that wasn't a book? And I said, oh, that's just something I wrote. And she said, no, Andre, that's a book. You should contact the publisher. And uh, it was then that my wheel started turning that, you know what, perhaps that could be a book. Yeah. So how long did it take from like that point to actually seeing the first printed copy? You know, it was actually years in the making uh, because I was so busy with my career, you know, in the insurance financial services world as an executive. I was so busy that I really didn't have I didn't know like the proper channels to to to. Uh, and I hadn't done a lot of research as to uh, how I would go about finding a publisher and, uh, and things like that. So um, when my son was in his senior year, I decided to walk away from the insurance and financial services arena just to spend some time with my son before he went off to college. And during that time, I contacted a publisher to say, I have this little story where, where you know, how do I, wh what do I do with this? Could it possibly be a book? And I started to explore and, uh, and that's how it came to be. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I contacted them and told them what I had and they absolutely loved it. And within 24 hours of me contacting a publisher, they offered me a contract. See, it was good, Andre. We even told you that we were on our trip to Africa. I remember you talking know, about sure you. Did. Yeah, when we're 
we were talking, you were telling us about the story, and we were like, that could be a book. So how many books have you actually written in the series? Um, right now, I have four books that have been published. And uh, I have others that will be coming out, um, you know, it, because it will be it will be a series. And I can envision probably 10 or so books uh, in the series, because basically uh, the books just have to do with different experiences that children have. Uh, it's it's a very diverse uh, set of characters ethnically and as it relates to their levels of abilities. Um, so we have children that are just experiencing, you know, different things like there's one that will be about nutrition we have one about a little boy um who uses a wheelchair that he calls his superhero mobile we have another one where um the the uh sal who is the main character wants a pet he gets a pet and then eventually has the pet long enough that he experiences the loss of a pet Hmm. Uh, we have another one where a child um, his, the parents are going to be living in two homes and he um, discovers that although that now he has they have two houses and he has two rooms, he will always have the same one love from his parents. And that one is a very, very popular one. And children seem to, uh, you know, children that have experienced that seem to really, really resonate with that book. And others who have friends that have experienced that seem to really, really like it. So, so yeah, just a variety of different uh, childhood experiences and just looking for a way uh, to explain these things or help children uh, to understand and digest them. As an author, did you think it was important to find a mentor? Have you found a mentor? You know, I actually have, I, I, and I would recommend to anyone who is looking to write, one of the things that really helped me, because I, you know, this came about so fast for me, because once they offered me the contract, my book was in full production within just, you know, a week or so. And, uh, but afterwards, I did connect with other authors uh, locally, and I uh, joined a group where we meet once a week and kind of, you know, talk through things. And it's very inspiring. I was able to offer some things to them to help them along their journey. And uh, they were all able to, you know, kind of kind of help me. So, yeah, I would I would certainly recommend that to anyone who is looking uh, to write. But, yes, I have found mentors since then. Okay, so what other lessons have you learned along the way? Um, You know, I have just learned that um, to have faith. And that you just never know, because I had, if someone had told me uh, three years ago that I would be sitting here today as an Amazon best-selling children's book author, and now the CEO of the Boys and Girls Clubs of San Antonio, um, I would have, I, I would have just questioned them on that, you know. <laughs> But uh, but there's a lot to be said about following. You know, this is not a dress rehearsal. Uh, we all get one chance at this thing. And so I would just say live your best life. And if there's something in your life that you want to see different, then change it, you know, and uh, and have the faith and, and be willing to uh, to step out. Uh, it worked for me. I will just say I'm so glad that I did. Uh, but uh, and and and. Don't think that you have to, because I didn't have any formal training uh, as I became an author, but it was something that I wanted to do and I went through with it. And so I would just say, um, yeah, so I would just say to pursue your dreams and, and, and don't let anything get in your way. Wonderful. When you look up back on your background and as you reflect, is there something you say, OK, I can see why I'm here right now? Yes, absolutely. I have, I love children. 
I absolutely adore children and I've always wanted to work with children. Even when I was, uh, you know, in my career, my 27 year career uh, in insurance and financial services, I always looked, I, as a matter of fact, I developed a business plan once for a daycare called Cutie Patooties, but just <laughs> looking for ways that I could, you know, work with children and inspire children. And so, um, just having that in the back of my mind, also wanting to do something that for me was purpose driven. Uh, I wanted to leave a legacy and feel like I've made an impact. Perhaps, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those people who watch probably every episode of Oprah for 20 years or so, you know, recording them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe I, I, I did that, uh, you know, enough that I just felt like that there was something that I should be doing. I, I just wanted to do more. And um, so, yeah, I think that just that desire to want to do something with children is what kind of led me down this path. Wonderful. Now you're at the San Antonio Boys and Girls Club, right? As the CEO. So tell us about that and how did that happen? I've moved here to San Antonio a couple of weeks ago. But prior to that, a headhunter, I was contacted by headhunter and they were looking for a new CEO. And it was just an ideal fit for me when I thought about the fact that I have the, the business uh, acumen uh, for, for running businesses and, and driving results and being able to partner that with my passion for children and their well-being and uh, helping them through life. It just worked absolutely perfect. That's amazing. I was just going to say, and what I have the opportunity to do with the Boys and Girls Club is exactly what uh, I had set out to do with my books. And that is to uh, have a, a, a voice or a, an avenue to um, impact children's lives in a positive manner, uh, regardless as to their abilities or their, uh, their ethnicity or, you know, it's just a very diverse a group of children that I have the opportunity to work with, and uh, and I absolutely love that. So, how many children are there? Uh, there are about eight thousand children in forty-four locations at the uh, Boys and Girls Clubs of San Antonio. Wow! That, so now your love of children has really come to its fruition. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You have eight thousand of them. So, when you when you think about the future generation, what are some of the things you want to see happen? I just want um, equality for children. I think that, you know, I have the opportunity and, and I feel like I'm blessed to have the opportunity to work with children that are underserved. And, you know, just to make sure that these children uh, are represented, to make sure that they have hope, to make sure that they are able to see what's out there uh, and that they have the same opportunities that all, all other children have, you know. Uh, I don't want there to be a child in my presence who doesn't understand what different career paths are out there. I don't want to have any children, um, you know, out there that don't feel like they have support in getting where they want to go or somebody that truly believes in them uh, and is there for them. So that that's my hope. What are you grateful for? Um, goodness, I am grateful for my spirituality. I'm grateful for God's grace and mercy. Uh, I am grateful for my son who inspires me every single solitary minute of every single solitary day. Uh, I'm thankful for my friends and my family who have always uh, been so supportive. And um, so I'm I'm, I'm thankful. I am 100% thankful for 
Kim, it would take, I could start talking right now and talk until this time next week and I would still be naming things I'm thankful for. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. I I I totally get it. It's, It's amazing when we look back at where we have come from and where we are now. And we think about all the amazing people we've met along the way, the opportunities we've had and challenges, you know, to help us Mm -hmm. to kind of form us to get us to this particular point. Well, Mm -hmm. tell us how we can get Adventures of Sal. Absolutely. Well, and it is the Adventures of Sal and Sal is S-A-L. And uh, I have a website, theadventuresofsal.com, where you can learn more about the books. Uh, the books are also available at amazon.com. Uh, well, so online at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, uh, Target, Walmart. Um, so they're, they're everywhere. And they, all, they can also be purchased on my website. Awesome. Well, is there anything else you would like to share with the audience? Um, no, I just appreciate, um, I appreciate this opportunity. I, I appreciate being able to, to, uh, to share my experience. And if anyone, you know, has any questions or if there's anything that I can do, I can also be reached uh, through my website, um, theadventuresofsale.com. There's a comment section and, um, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Andre, for joining us today. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Kim, and you and John are doing amazing work. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Today's interview is an awesome example of passion and preparation meeting opportunity. Furthermore, after our interview with Ms. Ganane, she shared that her love for children is intentional. She strives for the pick, a positive, inspiring, and caring interaction every time she communicates with the child. I thought this is something we all could implement in our lives as we communicate and interact with each other. Ask yourself, did I get the pick?